Welcome back, listeners. I'm Katie Shepard. And I'm Carissa Kane. Last episode, we talked about forgiveness and just some misconceptions on what forgiveness is um, and what it's not. And so today, we're doing a follow-up to that, and our title of the podcast today is Bitterroot Judgments. Mm. And the reason Bitterroot Judgments have a reason to be activated is because of unforgiveness. The Bible talks about if a curse only sticks if there's ground. And the ground for a bitter judgment is the unforgiveness. Mm, that's so when, good. Yeah. So when we look back at our lives, a lot of times that unforgiveness is rooted in our childhood. It has to do with people that are primary in our lives. Sometimes it's secondary. You can have bitter judgments towards doctors or whatever. Um, but most of the time, it's with parents or, you know, siblings too, but parents. And then it'll go into, it can go into very much so your marriage. If you get married someday, the very things you judge mom and dad about, you can now put that on the face of your spouse. Yeah. Or even as parents, now you may be projecting those judgments that you've had towards your mother or father. Now you're walking in those and you're projecting them onto your kids. Oh, I have a similar story. I um, grew up in a home where I had loving parents, um, but just like most families, their marriage wasn't perfect. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot that was there and a lot for me not to understand. And I think over time things would happen or things would be said or things would be forgotten or lost. And I would start to have this unforgiveness towards my parents and then judgments would start to come. Mm -hmm. And I remember like when I came to Christ, I was so excited to share with my mom, to share with my dad. And specifically with my mom, I found myself ministering to her since I came to Christ, like throughout the years. And like, we would have moments with each other, but I found that things weren't really sticking. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Lord, like, why isn't she getting this? Like, I don't Mm -hmm. understand. Like, Mm -hmm. I know these words are from you, but it's just not resonating with her. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until recently, Katie, where um, actually you were with me and you're like, you have some judgments there towards your mom. There's Mm -hmm. some unforgiveness that you need to walk through. And so... And how did you, how did you notice mm -hmm. that? How did we come to notice that? When you have bitter judgments in your life, how do you notice that they're there? Honestly, it was through the most recent trauma that I've gone through for some listeners, but maybe not all. I recently lost my son. And so I decided to go through inner healing. Like, yes, I'm a co-director of of Unmasked, but I need inner healing myself. So I decided to go through it. And there was a lot of anger that was actually starting to surface that was directed towards my mom. And we were kind of like, where is this coming from? And so usually when there's a fruit, there's a root. And so we started to kind of dig and explore as to where is this coming from? Why is there anger directed towards my mom? And lo and behold, we found that there was some unforgiveness. There were some judgments there. So the anger was the fruit. Yep. There was this anger. Would you say that it was like um, out of the ordinary anger or just anger in general? Like how did you notice that it was a recurring fruit? So it was definitely a pattern. And I think the pattern that I was seeing, I would I was projecting onto her, almost like a bitter root expectation. Yep. And I would be like, oh, she does this all the time. This is common with her, you know? And, and that kind of revealed to both of us, like, as it's coming out, I'm like, yep, this is what's happening, is I have some judgments. And because of the judgments, now I have this expectation for her, mm-hmm. if you will. And so now I'm unable to even view her in, in this light, in the way that Jesus wants me to move mm-hmm. towards her. So I created a debt list, which Pastor Chris tells us to do quite often. Um, And 
we walked through those things Mm -hmm. um, together. Um, I released and forgave and renounced some of these judgments that I had towards her. A lot of these things came in as a child. I didn't know were there. And so as I started to unravel the unforgiveness that I had towards my mom, more things, Holy Spirit just started to reveal everything that was there. I feel like he really cleaned house. Mm, That's so powerful. Yeah. So you deal with the unforgiveness, you dealt with the judgments, and then how was your interaction with your mom after that? So it was actually, oh my goodness, I think it was the next day my mom calls me and we, we talk regularly. And so she was just calling to check up and say hi and So we were talking and like in the midst of the conversation, she starts to tell me about these dreams that she's having. And um, of course, like I'm now able to see my mom the way that God is seeing her. And so I'm able to speak life into her. And I'm like bringing understanding and revelation to these dreams. I'm actually rebuking what she thought the dreams meant. And I'm reproofing them but I'm also exhorting her of like look what Jesus is doing he's exposing what's here because he wants you to have freedom Mm. and as I'm exposing this obviously this stuff is messy she doesn't Mm. like how it feels but Holy Spirit was with me to allow me to minister into Mm. her and she started to weep and she started to like receive the words that were that were actually coming out of my mouth and Mm. it was such a beautiful moment Mm -hmm. and after the conversation I hear God's voice say this is the first time you've met your mother and her pain. Mm. Because of the unforgiveness that I was walking in, I couldn't, even though I was ministering to her, and these words were from the Holy Spirit, and they were powerful and amazing, I wasn't meeting her in her pain, therefore she couldn't receive. Mm. So now that I'm meeting her in that pain, and I'm actually coming alongside her, I'm just like, Mom, that stuff was awful. Mm-hmm. You know, as before, I, I felt like I was under this, um, I would say, ungodly belief of mm-hmm. like, not wanting to meet her there mm-hmm. because I was afraid I was going to feed something, yeah. if you will, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, Well, that's really on the unforgiveness too, right? Yeah, totally. So that, like Hebrews talks about, do not allow a bitter root to grow up because it's going to defile you and it's also going to defile many. So that's what bitter root judgments do. Mm. When we allow unforgiveness to sit there unsettled, it grows and it multiplies over time. Yeah. And eventually you're going to be defiled in your thoughts what you're expecting from that person, and you're going to end up defiling the relationships that you're in. Because if you have an ungodly expectation, what can actually happen is there's self-fulfilling prophecies yep. where you yeah. can actually, by what you're putting off, someone else falls into the very thing that you're fearing and expecting. Yeah. So for instance, let me give an example. Say a guy grows up with a mom who has a critical spirit. He fears and expects that all women are critical. So when he goes and gets married to someone, he learned when he was younger to withdraw. That was how he protected his heart, right? So now he's in a marriage and he's perceiving that his wife is being critical because she wants to spend more time with him, as example. So, oh, here she goes, she's being critical. So I'm gonna withdraw. Well, what do you think that makes a wife do? Yeah, pursue him. Pursue him even more, which just strengthens that bitter root judgment and expectation. Yep. See, women are critical. There yeah. she goes, fulfilling the very thing that yep. I knew was going to yep. happen. Yep. But his behavior actually kind of lured her into that too. Mm. And so that's the power of dealing with it. I think it's so hard sometimes for people because there are very tragic traumatic things that have yeah. happened. But if we stay in that state of, wow, like, This was so traumatic. I can't believe these people did this to me. You miss out on what God wants to do. 
So when you deal with the pain and the unforgiveness, allowing God to bring up the judgments, it will affect, just like it did with you and your mom, Yeah, it's going to affect your relationships. Not only that, it's going to affect your children and mm. their relationships with her too because they're going to see a difference in how you start to react to mom. Yeah, and and that's true because I before I walked through all this, there was like this real fear that I had that I would... Um, have like a a relationship with my daughters that wasn't honest or like maybe they'd be afraid to come to me with certain Mm. things um and now that I have walked through that I realize that like that doesn't have to be the case because my relationship with my mom is has been restored and is more fruitful than it ever has been and the cool thing is like after that day God gives me this revelation, right? Like, see, this is what forgiveness does. Mm. I want you to have <laughs> this godly relationship with your mother you yeah. were always meant to have. And mm-hmm. I'm going to restore that. But first, you got to get this junk out of you because you can't move in love and in purity towards your mother when you got unforgiveness there. And so I did these things. I um, allowed the Holy Spirit to minister into my mom, which was so cool to be a part of. And then mm-hmm. the next day, she calls me and she tells me her testimony of how she actually experienced the presence of Jesus and how mm. he has um, restored her and has set her free from some of the things that she was talking about the previous day. Yeah, that reminds me of the law of sowing and reaping. Mm. You're going to reap what you sow. And so you're sowing into your relationship with your mom from a godly, pure aspect now, right? Yeah. You're looking at her with eyes that God gave you to see her how he sees her, right? Right. Um, so when we sow a bitterroot judgment, we can then cultivate an ungodly um, expectation towards that person, and then you're going to have an ungodly consequence from that. Mm. But if you sow instead agape love, what are you going to reap? You're going to reap a godly image of that person, a godly expectation, and then you, dare I say, mm-hmm. will reap the fruit of unfailing love. That's yeah. what's going to abide in you. And I think, too, it's key when you're looking at, well, geez, how do I know if I have bitter root judgments or not? Well, just like you said earlier, if there's a fruit, then there's a root. Yeah. So if you have this same reoccurring bitter fruit, bad behavior that keeps on occurring, right. there's probably a bitter root judgment there. And sometimes it can be towards ourselves. Right. Totally. And it doesn't always have to be towards people. It could be towards situations. Like there could be a judgment over a certain circumstance or even a group of people. It doesn't have to be one particular person. When you start to feel like these triggers is what we would like to call them. Um, In counseling, we would say stop and ground yourself. So what is going on? What are you smelling? What are you seeing? What are you hearing? Mm -hmm. And take it all in. You may not be able to process it right then and there, right? Because you might need to get out of the stimulus depending on how bad this trigger is. But be quick to see what am I, what am I feeding my brain? What am I seeing right now? Who have wow. I been hanging out with? Yeah. And that will start to reveal what this pattern is and possibly what the very root of the trigger is. Is it a person? Is it a place? Is it a thing? Mm-hmm. Or is it a reoccurring situation you find yourself in and finally it's just all kind of coming to a head? Mm-hmm. So it's just really good to like take the time to process and not just shove it down. I'm so glad you're talking about that because we live in what a fast paced world. Like we're used to that microwave popcorn. If it's not done in two minutes, what in the world? I'm going to throw this microwave away. (laughs) You know, like we're used to getting instant answers. And I think a lot of times with my own healing journey, answers have come over time. Right. And that's the same reason why people will come into inner healing sessions and receive healing. But then, you know, six months later, a year later, they're like, man, I'm struggling again. What happened? Did I not truly forgive my mom? No, that's not it. (laughs) 
It's just God gives you what you can handle in that time. And we're always going to be walking on this healing journey, you know? So it's good to stop. That's my whole point is what you were saying is to stop and process, to ask God those questions. What really is going on here? Why am I being triggered and digging deep? Absolutely. And it's good to find out the best way you can process. Sometimes when people think of processing, they just think like, oh, I've got to think it through. Mm -hmm. Some people get jumbled up in their mind and they're like, it's just, I can't, I can't think, I can't focus. And so then they just don't. If you are somebody that likes to write, or maybe you're a visual learner, then get it out. What are the thoughts that you are thinking at the time? Just get the thoughts out. They don't have to flow. (laughs) They don't have to tell a story. Just get these thoughts out. Take a break. Come back to it when you're refreshed. And then be like looking at these thoughts and ask Holy Spirit, is there a pattern here? What are you trying to show me? Because then he will reveal. Because there's always a pattern to our rhyme or reason of why we do things. Mm -hmm. And whether it's a godly or an ungodly, you will display that and there is a pattern. You just Mm got to figure out what that pattern is. Yeah, totally. I love all those key points. I think too, as you're looking at those notes and you're kind of doing a brain dump of whatever thoughts are in your mind, Keys to finding better judgments are language like always and never. Mm-hmm. Like she never does this or he always this. Um, expectations are more like language of will. Yeah. So men will abuse me. Women will be critical. So those are key words to finding if there's bitter judgments. A bitter judgment is a loaded connotation done in the wrong heart motive. Right. Because judgment is not bad, right? Right. There's certain right. things that we receive and we're like, no, this isn't correct. But if it's coming from that bitter place, then that's that's what you need right. to repent of. Right. And I think that's important for listeners to understand and to grasp is sometimes our judgments may have some true facts attached to it. But it's all about the intent of the heart. Amen. Where is that coming from? Yes. You know, that, that is so good. It's always like heart check. And, and that's where... I like to remind people when it comes to the healing process, God's not appealing to your mind. Mm. He's not always here to give you all these revelations and understanding of why you do certain things or why certain people have done this. Like he's appealing to the heart and that unfortunately for us, because we (laughs) stop the process takes time. It's it's a harder, it's a harder process. If we don't give ourselves that space Mm -hmm. to allow God to heal our heart, Mm -hmm. then can't be done apart yeah. from him so yeah. yeah but the other alternative is what you want to keep reaping that nasty fruit like yeah. I did you want to keep being angry all the time no because <laughs> I desired to have this godly relationship with my mom where yeah. I could like go through some really hard things and go to her and not worry about anything yeah there was times I would be I would actually worry like what if she feeds my flesh you know because she's not walking with Christ like and so there's wisdom to that mm. hear me but I desire to be able to go to her and just know with like my whole heart that she would move me always in the direction of where Jesus is at, regardless mm-hmm. how she felt about it, regardless how I felt about it, because mm-hmm. she can meet me in my pain, mm-hmm. but always redirect me to Jesus. Yeah. So, Amen. and I feel like now she's, she can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we actually posted on our bow down Instagram site of any common questions that people may have with inner healing. And we have one here. And the question is, is anxiety a fruit? Um, yes. And anxiety is a fruit. And we would say it's a bad fruit. Mm -hmm. Anxiety typically stems from the root of fear. 
um, what you want to look for if you're experiencing anxiety you want to look for these patterns what am i anxious over am i generally anxious over everything then ask holy spirit what came in that is making me anxious about everything some people are just anxious about finances some people are just anxious about new relationships so if these are these if these are the things for you then you want to see where did this come in what am i truly fearful of mm-hmm. one way you can kind of pinpoint what you may be fearful of is Focus on your thoughts. What kind of thoughts are you having? Anxious people tend to be worst case scenario thinkers. So focus on those thoughts. Write them down. Um, just a nice little exercise is I'm going to have you recre- recreate those thoughts and make them positive, pointing back to Jesus. This is the very essence of capturing your thought and making obey Christ. Mm-hmm. So whatever thought you are having, go to scripture and see what scripture says about that. Um, And then ultimately, the more you do that, your mind will start to be renewed. And then just invite the Holy Spirit in and ask him to um, cleanse you of the defilement that came in and cast that spirit of fear out. Mm. Just like that. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) We also got another question in and someone asked, can we, is bitter judgment something we have to process by ourselves or can we invite a spouse or a friend to process it with us? And we would recommend that you do it with someone, right? Yeah. It's great to process alone, but one thing that Carissa and I talked about too is that when you have a spouse, they God might use them and mm-hmm. speak in and through them. They might be able to pinpoint things, but also to minister to you. It could yeah. be so powerful. And, and scripture says where two or three are gathered, he's in their midst. Yeah. And so don't don't worry about trying to work this out on your own, especially if it's something that you're having a hard time finding the route to. Invite someone into your, your story that you trust. We recommend that for sure. Yeah, and, and think about what you're doing here is you're showing an essence of humility to someone of saying, I need help. Yeah. That's going to strengthen that relationship. Yeah. And the intimacy is going to grow. Totally. Um, and so I that in itself, I think, is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Amen. This has all been amazing. I hope you guys have been blessed by it. Um, that is our goal. We want to make disciples in Bow Down, but also in inner healing and unmasked yeah. ministries. And so that's our whole goal in doing our teachings and doing even sessions. When people come into sessions, we want to give them tools to walk away with, to walk out their healing. And so thank you guys for allowing us to be a part of your journey. We're going to go ahead and close out in prayer, and we'll see you next time. Father, we thank you so much for this time, Lord. We just pray for every person that's listening right now. God, we know that there's been some tugs on their hearts. They've realized that there's been bitter root judgments and unforgiveness. And Father, as they've realized that, Lord, I pray that you you would provide opportunities for them to pray through these things. And even, Lord, if they need someone to pray through it with God, I pray that you would bring them that person, that you would highlight that person to them. And God, just like Carissa's story, Lord, we pray for restoration and reconciliation Mm -hmm. in relationships where the bitter judgments have defiled them and the people they're in relationship with, Lord. God, we're so thankful for your grace and your mercy. Thank you that you've loved us when we've walked off on our own path. So we pray, Lord, that we would, out of that love that we receive from you, that we would be able to extend that to ourselves and also to others, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Stay tuned. Next week, we will be talking about belief systems. You want to hear this.